Good morning and welcome. This episode is about to get started. But before that, a few things you should know. First of all, this show is brought to you for free. To support, please consider sharing the episode with your friend, leaving a great review or signing up for my bi-monthly top five email. What is it? It's a free email that I craft twice a month and send out to thousands of you where I share what inspired me recently, books and film that had an impact on me, but also gear and tips and things I've been thinking about lately that really impacted me in a way. If you too want to join in on the fun, please visit ptl.fm forward slash top five, T-O-P five, and you will be in for the next edition. Now, last but not least, all podcast show notes are available at ptl.fm forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for being here and let's get started. Good morning, podcast, and welcome to a new episode on the PFT Lambert Show. I hope you're having a beautiful day and that you're ready because today we have a guest that I have long awaited for. His name is Manny Ortiz. Manny is a portrait photographer and YouTuber that has been on the scene for many years and we've actually been kind of following each other's tracks or like parallel tracks for a long time. And it's awesome to have him on the conversation because we're gonna dig into his path, how he went from being a cop to being a YouTuber photographer, what practices he has in his life to overcome anxiety or to reinvent himself constantly and the role and the changes of photography in the space of social media, of YouTube, and many, many tips that I think will help you. Also, if you're slightly socially anxious or you're feeling like everyone's looking at you when you pull out a camera in the street or when you're traveling and you want to take photos, well, I think this habit will be also for you because we tap into that discussion, being shy and actually still trying to get the best of our photos. So if you're ready, let's get started. Let's welcome Manny to the podcast. Good morning, Manny, and welcome to the podcast. Good morning to you, Pierre. Thank you for having me on. I'm super pumped to have you uh, because we've been kind of following each other in the same path for many years, but we have completely different backgrounds. We also have different personalities, way of shooting, and I think there's so much intertwined in, in how we work, what we see, and where we come from that I thought we absolutely need this to do this episode once in our life at least because it's been long 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 waiting so manny can i can i start with a little tricky question or not tricky but i'm just curious Ooh, were you okay. a cop before yes sir yes T tell yes, us sir, more you because are. because i'm i'm like cop youtube yeah. like i didn't know you know it so i thought it was i thought it was kind of I, I didn't think it was like a, a like an ordinary thing, but it turns out that a lot of cops are photographers. Oh. It turns out that a lot of people in law enforcement, yeah, a lot of people in law enforcement have like an outlet. So, um, so that's what I did. Yeah, I was a, I was a police officer for four years, and then I did photography on the side. Uh, long story short, I went viral one video. One video went kind of viral, and I built on it, and that's how it all started. How what was? Do you remember that very first moment where you decided to? actually create a video do you remember where you were what was your mindset dude i got the funniest stories with that like i i made i made a video shirtless uh, when i bought the nikon d600 i made my first photography video complaining about the oil spots and i did a shirtless because back then i was jacked i was pretty big but I did a shirtless video and people were roasting me in the comments and i thought i was great but that was my first one <laughs> okay let's I, I love that sorry i can't stop <laughs> so is this I'm video so still uh, is this video still alive what is it still available that video no i deleted it i'm so angry because i would have been i would have already made a reaction video to that man 
Oh man! Yeah, it's deleted. Okay, yeah. it's 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 the one-year-old YouTuber deleting his stuff versus a five, ten-year-old YouTuber who's like, I should have never deleted anything. Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> um, okay, well, how did you get to that idea of even shooting a video? You know, so I've never been a social media guy. I've never. I just thought it was like, it, it, I thought it was like a very um, uh, what is it? Is it exhilarating mm -hmm. to put something out on in the internet for people to mm. just random people to just see your comment, you know? So had you heard about that, or how, how, what inspired you, kind of? Man, just tinkering, you know, just boredom, you know, just trying to do different, just messing around. I yeah. just literally just messing around. Yeah. Do you remember what year that was? Man, that was like ten years ago. Ten years, so like yeah. 2012, 2013 something like that yeah yeah long oh time wow ago. wow and um yeah, so how was how was how was that at work for you because i'll give you an example personally when i was working as an engineer and when i started to really tap into my passion and and get into it it was very hard for me to concentrate at work not in the yeah kind of where i was trying to just get better at photography even though i was at work i was thinking about it what i'm gonna do after and I was, you know, trying to plan my stuff. How, how was that process for you? I'm, I'm slightly curious as to, did, did you like wake up one morning or you were in the car one morning and you're, you're looking at someone pass by with a camera and you're like, I want to be a photographer. I want to do photos. Yeah, uh, it was a Christmas sale going on and um, you could get like two Rebel T3s for like $500 or $400, something like that. It's a good deal. Me and my buddy like cars. Yeah. We're like, oh, let's take pictures of our cars. So we got these Rebel T3s, and that's literally how it all started. It was a Christmas sale. And yeah. The, and then you're like, let's go take photos with your buddy? Yeah. And I started taking photos of everything. And then slowly, you know, I got, in, I got caught in the YouTube game where I'm like, okay, I got to upgrade, 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 upgrade. So I kept just upgrading and learning from that point on. When, when did you, do you remember, like, um, because it's funny when, when you start actually progressing, I think that's the interesting part. You you think you have to upgrade, but you also upgrade your skills. Sometimes maybe it lags behind the gear. Who knows? It depends on everyone. But usually, at least for me, the gear came first and then the skills came after, uh, definitely. And how was it? What was your progression? Were you doing it outside of work? Or, I mean, yeah, what, what was the daily, uh, weekly schedule like for you? So at that time, I was security guard for school. Yeah. And what I would do is I'd, I'd go in the computer lab and I'd print out a bunch of lighting diagrams and photography like blogs mm -hmm. or diagrams. And I'd literally sit at my desk and just study it like a straight up nerd. Just there studying lighting diagrams and just like I literally, I studied it on my own. Like I took my own initiative to it. I never took a photography class in my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anything about photography or anything. Never, you know, and I just took the initiative and just, yeah, I, that's how I did it. That's awesome. That's uh, when did you feel that you get, became slightly good? You, you can't answer never because I know we're all modest, but <laughs> when did you feel that you slightly become better or and maybe you want to go into it, you know, a little more? What's funny is that we all have moments. I feel like we all have moments of like brilliance, yeah. um, a.k.a. sometimes uh, luck. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, we, we can, we can, we can make some good stuff. And then sometimes we'll feel bad about ourselves because mm -hmm. we don't, we feel like we're not. So back then I felt many moments of, I, I was actually proud of a lot because 
you know, everything that I created with light, for example, was not like something that I ever, you know, it was all new to me, yeah. you know, it was all new to me. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. And um, but yeah, so I mean, like nowadays, I'm, I'm always like, I feel good. Sometimes I feel bad. I, mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm more harsh on myself now than I was before. Oh, interesting. But, yeah. Well, I imagine your your standard got higher, too. That's the, yeah, that's, that's so, the so it's like you, you, the, the thing that would fly and make you like super excited for two weeks after <laughs> it's like, eh, doesn't yeah. work anymore. Do you, um, okay. T talk to me about that transition. Like, because if I'm correct, you're, you're not working anymore in that field. Uh, can you, can you share like, um, the crispy details of your transition? How, when did you start thinking about leaving and when did you actually make it? What, like, how did, how did it look like? And Give me all the details you have that you can remember. Well, yeah, yeah. No, that was a really hard transition. It's hard, you know, because my mom, everyone that I, I was raised for like a traditional household where like, you know, safety net, got yeah. a job. Like, this is not a job. Like, what are you doing? Internet mm. stuff, right? Like, what is this? And but I don't know about you, but I had, I never, I, I never, I, I didn't know that you could make money online. I, yeah. I was this oblivious to business. Yeah. I was never into business or anything. So when I started making, when I, again, um, I started making YouTube videos on the side, just messing around. This is when Sony was on the up and up. Mm -hmm. So I kind of rolled that wave a little bit. So when I got into Sony and I started making little videos here and there, people watched them. I was like, what the hell people, people were actually watch my stuff. I'm like, uh, it was so boring. You know, so like, I was so awkward. So basically I, I built on some momentum that, that I, I built on some momentum that when everyone started po reposting my videos and then, um, I remember that I came to a point where I was actually making more a little bit more i was making more money doing this mm -hmm. creating videos than i was doing the police work right yeah and so it's like how, is this sustainable yeah. like I, I just really questioned if, if this was sustainable or am i making a mistake because i worked really hard to get to the to get to that point but i was so unhappy with my job and the politics and all the shit that i said hey you know what i'm gonna um I, and i had a lot of mentors actually so i talked to roberta blake i talked to jared paulin mm -hmm. about it um even like I, I talked to other other people about it and they in, they encouraged me to do it i was already like at over a hundred thousand subscribers um yeah so then i i pulled the trigger i left it was very 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 scary but um yeah it, it's like just like anything though entrepreneur it's like everything kind of like uh you know it, it's a chance it's yeah you, you don't know what's on the other side it's 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 a risk and that was new to me but i'm glad i did it you know do you remember that first day you had no job and came in your YouTube job? Yeah, yeah, I remember the day that I was driving away from the human resources building and I walked away with no job. I had no job anymore. And I, I remember that feeling. It was very, it's one of those, uh, um, one of those uh, moments that, you know, you just don't forget, yeah. you know? What, what, yeah, what was the it, feeling for you? Dude, it didn't feel free. I didn't feel free, believe it or not. I was, you know, I, was I didn't curious. have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a feeling of freedom, uh, of freedom. Like I, I had a freedom, but I mean, I had a feeling of, of just like, like pressure, like my back's against the wall now. Like yeah. I gotta, I gotta make shit happen now. Like, oh shit. Yeah. I jumped off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Better have the, oh, my parachute's not there. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Gotta I'm learn screwed. to fly now. <laughs> yeah. I know for real, dude. That's how I felt. That's that's fascinating because uh, I'm always curious, you know, I, I feel like the narrative around those is, is very much like 
quit your job and then you know like you walk out free and you're like yeah and there's birds singing and like everywhere you know rainbows and stuff um i don't necessarily felt that way either i was like super nervous i was like what am i gonna do you know is this gonna work uh tons of questions you know but in a way glad but you also feel that pressure you know it's like just because you enjoy something doesn't mean there's no pressure Mm-hmm. um that, that's yeah. awesome that's awesome so how was um so you're you're basically telling them okay bye i'm gonna continue that uh, can can you share how much like on average someone in your position would make like people in your positions like in just to give a perspective to people or? like law enforcement yeah i don't like i have no I'm... clue how much people make. yeah you know, not that much. You know, you usually start it and start in the forty thousands, right? Okay. Come out of the academy making in the forty forty thousand range, and then after a couple of years, after your probation and everything, you get bumped to you know maybe around like sixty. Mm-hmm. You know, so you make yeah around sixty k, then you hover there for a while for okay. you know for a long time. Yeah, I see increment bumps. That's interesting. So yeah, as a as a freelancer as a business, it's not like unachievable goals to get to the same level. It's not the same type of work, but uh, it's not like you're you're some like VC or hedge fund manager making 400k. I have to make as much to leave my job, you know, like kind of scenario. It's uh, it's really cool. I think, uh, yeah, that's that's so interesting. Okay, tell me, Manny, what's the biggest uh, challenge you would say with with this new phase of your life, or how 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 do you actually see it? Do you see it as a different chapter in your life, or? You know, I, I, how do I describe it? I don't even know how to describe what this is. Um, I even, I have, I have, I struggle to even call it a job, mm-hmm. but I, so that's why I'm like, what, what is this? So for me, for me, the way I describe this career or I say career, I, I feel like it, it's just like running, you're running from an avalanche, <laughs> like an avalanche is, is behind you all the time and you're yeah. running from it because you feel like you never, you never feel accomplish you never mm-hmm. feel like it's the end it's mm. like it's it's the abyss like you know okay you're committed to making videos and being an you know an, an educator whatever the case is on the internet on youtube guess what you, there's no finish line mm. you know you may you, you can stop and rest for a second take a couple of breaths but you're you're gonna keep running like so i'm constantly running from that avalanche and mm. i didn't anticipate that going into this it's like i can never stop and mm. People don't, people don't understand, people don't realize that, oh, I want to, I want to do internet and make videos, but yeah, but what happens, like statistics show, like pe- most people last like five years, yeah. you know, uh, on this platform and what happens when you're completely burnt out, you don't know what else to do. You know, I've reached that point many times and, um, but you got to keep, you got to keep reinventing yourself, keep, keep doing things. It's, it's not, it's not easy, you know, it's which, not easy. Which is something I appreciated with your channel over time is that. I've seen those moments when you try to reinvent, when you try something different and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. You're the master of your own stats, but, uh, and your channel, but you can see that progression. And, and I always admire that. I'm like, yeah, man, is trying something different, you know, like, and it gives me a little push too, you know, it's like, Oh, Pierre, don't stay too comfy. You know, um, no, not everybody can be like Pierre, you know, <laughs> and, and just, and be able to talk to the camera in public. Yeah, I just the way you yeah the way you operate. I wish I could. I wish I could harness that, man. Well, we'll talk about that. But this is something I never even knew. In the sense that I always knew it was difficult to talk in camera and stuff, but I I was never aware of uh, that of of that social awkwardness of being in public. 
and I don't mm. know. I'm I'm grateful I, I didn't. Obviously, you feel shy and you don't want to talk, but um, yeah, I would say you made it, Manny. You can be in the middle of the streets now. You know what, man? With, Last with, with anxiety attack waiting for me. An anxiety attack is waiting for me, my friend. That's funny. Um, and and to everyone listening, just keep in mind, Manny shot a lot outside in the middle of the roads with lights, with models, which I might even feel more awkward than you for that, because I would so have funny. a model in the in the corner, and I would be like, everyone will for sure look at me if I have an umbrella or something, you know, that's like flashing. Versus if I'm just walking with the camera. Yeah, but but the camera is a safety blanket. So it's like because you stick your face in the camera and you're preoccupied, you're, yeah. you're, you're tunnel vision. So it's almost like you tunnel sure. vision on the camera. Yeah. I'm tunnel vision mm. on the camera in front of me. And what I'm doing in my head, people are looking at the model, not me. Oh. Know, or whatever I'm shooting. I never. You know? So it's like. That's true. Actually, we never look at the photographer. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, who's looking at who's looking at me? You got a, you got a model in front of me. They're staring at her or like what's going on, but I don't feel like I'm center of attention, so I'm at comfort. And plus, I'm mm -hmm. like this, whatever. I'm, I don't, I feel a comfort. But if I'm holding a camera in front of me, I have imposter like that imposter syndrome starts to kick in. Like I'm holding a camera, and I just imagine people are judging me. Like, who the hell does he think he is holding a camera? Like, like you know, like who does he think he is? He's, he's that he thinks he's important enough to film himself. Like, yeah. what could what could he possibly be talking about? That's so interesting you know i have people i i hate all these voices of judgment mm. so like that's why i struggle do, do you know where they come from for you feel like we all what? have our own stories with those do you know where those voices might come from for you well i mean I, it's just part of part of my part of my anxiety i guess i just i'm one of those people you know that cares about what other people think you know that yeah. cares about what people think about them so that's something that i'm always i'm trying to battle all the time is stop caring yeah. you know that no one can no one cares that's that social anxiety it's that you you're the feeling of like judgment mm. but in reality people are worried about themselves yeah you know and so yeah that's interesting uh i was asking the question to see if you remember how early you you have that feeling in you or you remember having it you know like i don't know i can give you an example when i was eight to i all the times between age six and 10, 12, we had end of the year kind of like theater classes, right? Yeah. And then there was a big show. You had to be there, you know, on the stage and doing the thing, etc. And every, I mean, most kids are like not feeling like it's an amazing time, you know, <laughs> or when you're being sent to the front of the class talking. And I remember as a kid, like feeling that like extreme, like, um, uh, how do you call that like stress of, of being like oh my god I'm gonna be there I can't I can't mess up blah 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 what's gonna happen if people etc and in those moments I also remember that as long like you said as long as you stay in your tunnel it's fine the voice yeah. you, the voice has no time to get there because you're in the tunnel and <laughs> in the tunnel you're just trying to give your one line but the moment you stop then it's like woof, you know mm-hmm and uh yeah i don't know it's uh i don't know if it's helpful anyway to to be able to walk in the middle of the street and and speak to a camera i don't know yeah no everything that you do is gives me anxiety because I, I just can't do it um i can't do it uh i'm just the kind of person that i don't like people looking at me yeah i don't like to cause i don't like to create 
attention, believe Which it or not. Which is a paradox, right, for a YouTuber. It is, it is. It's very, it's very weird. And this is, it doesn't make any sense at all. And like, I, to this day, I still struggle talking to a camera. Yeah. I've been doing this for six years. You, the moment I press record on the camera, it's almost like I forget how to speak. Mm. You know, sometimes I try to picture my friend in the lens yeah. or just pretend like a friend is asking me a question. I'm answering the question. Yeah. I have little techniques of getting away, but yeah, dude, I still struggle. To this day, I still struggle talking to a camera. Such a great Let technique. alone outdoors. You just mentioned probably the most important technique that ever helped me in life, which is imagining it's your friend. It's not a camera. It's not like people. It's like yeah. my best friend. It's this guy, you know, and I'm talking just yeah. to that one person. And that, for me, that made it so much easier. And then over time, I integrated it more naturally, I would say. Not naturally, but like more in the background. Yeah. Um, but also I noticed if I'm with other people, it's easier to be in the middle of the road speaking, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, say, I would say it's I'm easier. If I'm fully alone, I'm... you know, I, I need if a I'm alone. No, dude, if I'm fully alone, like I, it's even hard for me to do street photography. Mm. It's even hard for me to pull out a camera and, and take a picture of something because everyone's, you know, they're just staring at me. It's just me and them. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, like kind of awkward, but yeah. Better in a group. <laughs> Do you remember the, those dreams? Uh, like, I don't know, people had those dreams. They, they would dream that they would uh, get to school in PJs or <laughs> naked. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of wondering. Yeah. It's almost the same feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's... I think for personally, for me, it's uh, one thing, especially with street photography or travel. Uh, after a while, I was like, look, Pierre, do you want to get those photos or not? You know? Yeah. It's like, if you want to get that photo, you, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. You're going to need your camera out there, you know? And that, that's the, um, that's, that's, that's my own thing. But dude, that's so interesting. So tell me about the, um, tell me about modeling and how that got into, because like you're taking really cool and, and like trying new concept with, with your models. And I love that. And I remember when you were just out there in the streets, I think it was like one of the early videos. I re even remember watching your video about why you quit Sony ambassadorship. I think it was shot outside if I remember, but it was, or there was like B-roll. It was on my couch. Oh, couch. Yeah, B-roll. There was B-rolls of you on the bridge. And I remember those and I was like, oh, look at him. And you were like a little further than me on that road. And I was like, Oh, wow. He's leaving Sony and stuff. Um, okay. How, how did modeling, oh, modeling models get in, into the picture and how did you get really de deep into portrait, especially knowing you have that anxiety, which means the, I mean, the interaction is not easy for most people. Well, I actually started off doing cityscape stuff. That mm -hmm. was like my, my first thing I went, I went out on my own in Chicago and I did cityscape and I, you know, I, I did some pretty good stuff, low key. I did some pretty good cityscape stuff. And, um, but, but then when I started taking pictures of Diana at the time, mm -hmm. I realized that this was more fun for me. Like mm -hmm. for, for me, it was more satisfying to get, to, to work with someone and get instant feedback on a, on a photo yeah. versus going out, you know? And so, yeah, I started taking pictures and playing with lighting for the most part with, with Diana, yeah. um, messing around. And that's where, that's how I, that's how I fell in love with, uh, doing this, doing portraits. Yeah. And for context for anyone listening, Diana is, is Manny's wife and yeah. uh, she's been in tons of videos and she's actually behind you right now for those who can see that. Oh, um, yeah. Wait, wait. I've never uh, <laughs> I've never met her, but she seemed awesome. And I mean, if she's down to play with you for that long, <laughs> she must be great. 
Yeah, she's the opposite of me, but opposites attract, you know. Really? Yeah. She's very extroverted, but you know, again, that's just that's how you balance. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know. So what what do you think is the hardest thing you're working on lately? Not in terms of projects per se, but like what's the hardest balance? You mentioned the avalanche that's always coming. And what kind of tools or techniques have you found that help kind of keep the avalanche off, but also just like pausing? Um, that's a great, no, that's a great question right there. That's a, that's one of those million dollar questions, man. Once, once you figure that out, man, this, it won't be so, it, this won't be as, this won't be so hard. What do I do? I, I just think I can, I constantly remind myself that, that because I'm not uploading, there are not people out there like chewing off their nails, like nail, like, oh my God, when is he going to upload? You know, because mm. as a creator, you feel like I, I feel like I, I feel like I owe my subscribers or to people that follow me content. I feel like I owe them this. So like mm. I have to do this to, to stay in there, you know, to, to entertain them or whatever the case is. And I, I also got to remember that when my favorite creators, you know, when they, when they don't upload for, let's say two, three weeks, and then they upload a video and my, I, I wasn't there like, oh, man, why, why, why aren't they uploading? I was there like living my life and doing all the things. And when they upload, they upload, right? Yeah. So I remind myself to chill the hell out because there's no one there like, like you know, like, oh my God, oh my God, when's the next one? No, no, just, so I could just calm down, yeah. post what went, you know, when, when I post. Um, but one thing that I have been struggling with that I'm constantly telling myself is over, is the perfectionism part of, creating videos because um i constantly like you know when you would achieve a certain production value it's like how much better can i get and not every, you can't always do better and then i get pressured like if i make any kind of mistake mm -hmm. i scrap it all i put all this pressure on myself that i just go into paralysis and then i don't want to do, do nothing you know yeah and then um man dude there's so many there's, there's so many different things that and and, and filming I also feel like I have to be emotionally ready to film. Like, I, I can't just be like, oh, babe, I'm going to work. All right, it's 5 p.m. Let's say I'm not in the mood. It's, I can't turn on. I mm. can't turn, I can't get the, the, the gears going to film. I just like, okay, today's an L. I'll, I'll try tomorrow. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. That's, that... that's interesting. When you're not in the mood or not feeling like shooting, have you found anything that can help you or practice? Um, plants coffee whatever that that can help you turn on or or it's more no, like i need sleep and i'll see you tomorrow you, so that's the problem is that when i'm see when i try to like force it when yeah. i try to force it like force i'm gonna say the creativity when i force it i end up like making my anxiety worse and making the pressure on myself worse and i've, I've realized that i gotta be okay with taking an l i'm hmm. i'm i'm gonna i'm, I'm okay I'm, I'm going to be okay walking away right now, understanding that today was just not my day and tomorrow can be better. So I walk away from it and I don't let it, I don't let it bother me as much. And I just try the next day, you mm. know? Yeah. Do you also feel that sense that invisible pressure where it's like, if you haven't shot that today, that's it. But then you realize you're the one who created your own schedule, you know? And you're like, Wait, what? I can move it a day. It's going to change nothing in my of life. Of course. You know? Yeah. But that's me. Yeah. That right there. That's what, what I just said. Remember how about like, like I see, I'm feeling like, 
like I have to put out something right now for the people that are waiting. Yeah. There's no one waiting. You know, there's no one waiting. They w- they watch whatever you put out. Algorithm. Uh-huh. <laughs> the what algorithm happened? is waiting. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another one. That's another one. But yeah, that's constantly feeling that invisible pressure of having to post for sure. That's yeah, that's awesome. I I, I really wish like every single viewer could like hear that when they're watching our videos or just know what it takes and i'm not saying that in a way where like it's not it's not we don't love it it's more like well you know just be mindful you just clicked on the video before you like put a thumb down and and exit (laughs) or do whatever just like take a break and realize how many hours might have gone or like how much people time spent on that um i think it makes also for a more mindful viewer experience because if you compare movies at the cinema versus YouTube, you know, you, you don't think twice about a movie. You're like, wow, they put a lot of budget. There's millions of people that went into it. Um, they spent so much time doing this and that. But then a YouTube video is, it's not like necessarily that it's easier, but there's also a lot that's involved. And I don't think as a viewer, we have that, you know, it's more like scroll, scroll and like click. Yep, which is which is what I tell myself when I I'm trying to be perfect and keep everything, um, make sure everything's perfect. That yeah. perfectionism sometimes can be can work against you because now you want everything to be perfect. Now you sound like a robot, look like a robot, and people are just desensitized to that now. They want to see real and they want more organic. So then I'm like, I tell myself, look, if I mess up right now and I just go off the, it's probably going to be better for me. It's probably going to be a better viewer experience and mm. me trying to be perfect you know yeah. or trying to say it perfect so have have you felt that change in the audience over time where it yeah yeah i noticed yeah well i mean i've never been the great the most polished person yeah. to be fair but i have noticed that when i don't script and i sound you know like i do now like a lot of stuttering and a lot of like you know filler words like uh whatever this i sound like i'm talking to a friend or talking to a person yeah. and people like that they're like man i, I like I almost like you're having a conversation with me mm. versus when you script, it sounds more like it sounds, you know, more like a presentation. Yes. But so I, I guess I come coming off as like, this is a conversation and, and sounding like a human sounding like it's or an organic talk. It sounds, it, it, I don't know. At least I see a lot of people, it, pe- a lot of people like that. Yeah. You know, so. Huh. That's, that's, yeah. I, I feel the same way. I mean, I always try to keep a little bit of vlogging style just because I personally also prefer, you know, it, it seems more personal, even let's say a travel show. And you know what? Trina was reviewing one of the video from Japan. And then she asked me, she's like, you're not used to being filmed by someone else, are you? I'm like, well, except on certain trips, not, no, not too much. She's like, I can, I can feel when you, because it's like the rough cuts. She's like, I can feel it when you're speaking that you you don't have the same friendliness or ease than when you're vlogging and you're alone or you're turning the video on other people, you know, versus more interview style. And I never thought about it. It's it's interesting. And, and I, I'm like, oh, so I guess there is a place for that. And that's what, yeah, I always love with, with your, your videos. It's always feels very friendly, you know, like like we're like hanging out with, with Manny, you know, doing the thing, kicking cameras asses. Canon versus Nikon versus Sony. 
yeah. yeah the never-ending debate the never-ending debate hopefully they, they can add a new brand so we can have more to talk about we don't need we don't need no more <laughs> we don't need no more no yeah with uh, a brand that's like fully ai camera so you just hold it what do you think of that you just hold it and think about your photo and then that's it it sounds like something apple would do like with the glasses and stuff yeah like glasses what well, so speaking of okay let's 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 see where you're going with this um it's kind of a reflection that was having where are we going for the next five ten years when it comes to cameras and also retouching um and the experience with especially with ai being absolutely insane right now and coming up more and more so how, what's your prediction? You can take wild, wild guesses. It doesn't matter. Or, or maybe you've already For seen sure. the trends emerge. Yeah, I think about this all the time, actually. I think about it all the time. What's next? What's next? What's next, right? Mm -hmm. Megapixels already. Everyone already did it. Um, we got the, the, the 8K race, right? The hybrid race. And now everyone's making specialized cameras. They're making them more specialized. They, they, no one can make the ultimate hybrid camera. You know, they still, because they have to make money mm -hmm. um, and they have to differentiate them. But um, I think... I, so basically, what I feel like what's coming, you know, so it's just incorporating more of the, um, incorporating more. What is it? The a, the AI the what? It's it's incorporating the okay. Well, I you know iPhone photos. What what do they call those? That's um more of that oh, more of um, that autumn. Yes, comp computational computation computational. I feel like it it's gonna it's gonna become more computational. Okay. Where, where, you know, just imagine, yeah, man, I, it, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard to think about, man, but I just feel like it's going to get more, it's going to just end up being more computational. It's going to like, think about, think about using the F4 lens yeah. and then having like portrait mode in your camera where now mm. you can, you know, with, with, or like with a, the thing about a stock lens, right? You buy a cheap camera for like 800 yeah. or something with a cheap lens and, and the camera has like portrait mode built in. So that you can add, you know, blur or whatever. Yeah. So adding some of those iPhone computational tricks in there, you know, yeah. maybe it just, I mean, I, am I asking for too much? But I mean, improving the software so that we can like imagine just like immediately getting it on your phone without oh having God. to go through yeah. that whole crappy process. Um, no one ever does it because it's so bad. It's such a hard process, but just computational, man. And, and the slowly but surely, but I also think it might go a little bit backwards too, because what happens is that photography gets boring and dry. It's really mm. boring, you know, it's, and, and what separates all this computational photography to actual photography is the tact, you know, the experience of it. And that's yeah. why like people are going back to film the slowly, but surely, you know, there's only so far. So it's a little mixture of both, honestly, you know, it's a little mixture of both. Yeah. Because I've seen that shift towards back towards film. Also all the Fuji cameras or the Leica, everyone's like Leica, Leica. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I see what you mean. It's like, I don't know if you ever followed formula one, but there was a moment when they allowed certain things or, and it become boring, not boring. And it's slightly sad to say, but as a viewer, you kind of want some action. You know, you don't want it to be defined within the first five minutes of the race, you know, and then be like, okay, they're all following their own programs and, and that's it. Maybe if one makes a mistake, it will be there. Um, yeah, photography kind of definitely feels like that at times. 
And that's why I remind, personally, I remind a lot of people, it's not about the photo so much. It's really about the adventure of making that photo, you know? It's, uh, yesterday you showed me, I was in your studio, you showed me a, a sandbox. And I asked you if it was a cat litter. And, you <laughs> and your answer was like, no, it was a photo shoot you had, you had in mind uh, that you wanted to do. But, like, just starting that process, getting it, getting prep, maybe testing it. This is the fun part for me also. I, is, that, is it the same for you or, or, are you, or is it just a photo? Yeah, I said this in my recent Fuji video. See, like the A7R5 with all the, you know, the, the autofocus tricks, which is great for like, you know, if I was working, but it's boring, you know, because yeah. it's like, yeah, I grab the camera and I just aim it and it just does what it needs to do. For the most part, obviously, I, I had some part in that process, but, yeah. you know, it's it the process is becoming more boring yeah and 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 less and less engaging you know and again i use that car analogy it's like you want to drive that that stick shift car yeah like you know or you want to drive the automatic you know reliable car and there's you know i you know i, I if i was shooting a job I'm, i want this one i want automated yeah. i want the best you can be but like for my personal like i don't want to take this like if i'm going somewhere like for fun I normally don't take this unless I'm thinking content, content, mm. content, YouTube, Instagram, content. And I want something else to create. And, and and then again, remember how like, you know, they say smartphones are taking over. The reason why smartphones will never be like take the, the place of a camera because it's, it's okay. The process of taking a photo is more than just yeah pressing a button. It's who wants to take pictures, pictures with a phone? Mm. Nobody. It doesn't make you feel part of the process. It's not engaging. Yeah. The ergonomics, no, like, there's a reason why people, this is a hobby. People pick up cameras. This is a hobby. It's like, now you feel like you're part of a group. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm creating something. It's manual. Like, yeah. So That's it's, yeah. So interesting what you just mentioned, because you're right. Uh, on top of the, the group with other people with a camera, every time I grab my phone, I feel like I'm disconnecting myself from my surroundings. But that's because of everything that's built in the phone, right? The, the apps, the connection, the messages. And so it, it like, you don't have that intentionality of being like, I'm taking just photo and I'm with you guys. There might be a notification that pops up, a call that comes in, anything, you know, that can distract you. And for a time I had my, I had my Xperia as a separate phone camera, you know, it's like small and, but there's nothing except my camera there. And, and that, that made it like a super slim camera. It was uh, actually very enjoyable, but, um, Yeah, that process is so interesting. So, what what's your go to camera outside of um, outside of work? Like, what would you use? Oh, is this? Oh, so this is me when I'm supposed to. I'm gonna keep the X100Vs out of stock everywhere. Oh, I'm talking about them again? No, it's the podcast. It's not YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I I was just kidding. But yeah, um, I I like a I, I like a camera that that is just. Again, I shoot JPEG. I don't want to shoot raw. I don't. If I'm shooting oh, for fun, I don't want to yeah. process my images. To me, that does that takes away the fun. Mm -hmm. Like I just want to shoot it as it is, yes. and that's why I never picked up the Leica. That's why I never even tried the Leica Q because it I is there's no point in me picking it up. And I love the design. Trust me, I love it. I get it, but I don't want to process my photos. And Fuji allows me to just shoot and pick my pick my my simulation and shoot right then and there. And I got my JPEG and that's all I want to do with the photo mm -hmm. and it's for fun. Like that's all I want. 
That's interesting. I never saw it that like that. Uh, I will suggest to you to pick up a Leica monochrome. It just does black and white. The sensor even yeah, won't yeah, even do color. And I've tried yeah, I've seen, it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is slightly addictive. But I don't know how long I would use it for. But I could see myself just like being everywhere, or like just shooting with it a lot, and never yeah. having to think. But I don't know how much I would use the photos. Uh, if I'm super honest, that's, that's, that's awesome. What inspires you when you're, when you're shooting, preparing shoots, how, how's inspiration for you? Where do you think it comes from for you? Inspiration. Where does my inspiration come from, man? It's a hard one because I'm constantly trying to break out of like a rut, right? I feel like I'm always constantly trying to break out of a rut. What do I, what do I do to inspire myself? Um, I, you know what I think, I think. I don't, man, what, what inspires me? I think, okay, I, yeah, not, that's actually a really hard one. I don't know what inspires me. I think looking back and looking like where I was and where I am now and just how like, I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop. I refuse to stop. I, mm -hmm. It's one of those things. Yeah, like I just look back where where I was and where what I thought I was gonna be when I was a kid. I'm just not happy. I didn't have much, much of a drive back then. And the fact that, I'm like, I'm not going to quit now. I've come too far. I've come way too far. Like, and I just push myself out of it all the time, you know, but it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to find inspiration nowadays because everything's been done. You know, it's mm. social. Everything's been done. It's like, it's scrolling to social media. It's just all the same stuff now. It's all the, everything's the same. So have you found any place site magazine that that's slightly different from what you would see on social media? Honestly, no, no, no. Pinterest is like my my go to place for mm. like ideas and inspo. Interesting, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I never yep. use Pinterest. Um, tell us about Pinterest. I'm curious for photographers. Like, how yeah. how do you use it? Well, it's it's pretty cool because if you just have a concept or like a, a any kind of theme, you type it in there. Yeah, and you just start scrolling, and it's like a it has all has so many different kinds of like content uh, again. And then if you click that one and you click the next one, then it'll suggest a bunch of things very similar to that. Mm. So, and so like you go down the rabbit hole, screenshot, screenshot, save, and, and yeah, you can actually come up with some pretty cool stuff versus on Instagram. Instagram shows you what Instagram wants you to mm. see. And a lot of the times I go through Instagram and I start to feel bad about myself because I'm like, wow, these people are out here killing it, crushing it, making some creative stuff. And, I'm sitting here doing nothing, you know, I'm not doing yeah. this. And, and so I end up feeling worse yeah. than I normally, but it, Pinterest, you kind of go in with like, okay, like with some ideas. Yeah. So it's, it's, cool. it's yeah. That's yeah. That's cool. I, I, I don't think about, I used Pinterest when I was a wedding photographer and I was actually posting stuff to like show people, but, uh, oh, that's awesome. I'll check it out. And then, well, for anyone who doesn't know it, there will be a link in the description and the show notes. You can find them at ptl.fm forward slash podcast. But uh, it's it's interesting. P uh, Pinterest, I know, is big. And uh, for some reason, I, I never really tap into it. When it comes to Instagram, you, you mentioned you, you feel bad after you, you scroll a bit or, or you spend too much time. Is it because you saw a panda take an amazing photo while sneezing? And then you're like, damn it, if pandas can do it, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. Um, no, I, no. I wish. I wish. No, no. It, 
I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like a lot of creators go through that. You, you just compare yourself to other people, mm-hmm. you know? You compare yourself and you see what other people are creating and you're like, damn, like people are you're actually really crushing it, you know? Like there's mm-hmm. hung, people are hungry out here and they're creating some really unique stuff and I can't even find the time or the energy to try to do something, you know, similar to that. Yeah. And it just makes me feel bad because now I compare myself, I start to feel bad, like, damn, like I feel like now I feel like inferior to, yeah. or I, I feel like, uh, yeah. So. A lot of that happens and um yeah those comparative feelings that it's just it just it just happens like for example when we all drop a video on mm-hmm. youtube yeah you know most of i can't watch every i can't watch everyone else's video did i don't watch, watch every, i don't watch everyone i barely did, we, no. did you watch us? like i barely huh did you watch ours i haven't i haven't yet nice. like because i disconnect myself because yeah. if i look at see like for example if i watch your videos and yeah. i know i do occasionally kick your videos and watch because you're entertaining but even you sometimes fear yeah. because you have qualities that I envy, yeah. like the way you can and just your energy and even your photography, bro. Like, I'm sorry, but your photography is actually like you, you always kick my butt even in, in portraits, right? In the streets, because you're just, you're just good, bro. Like you're, you're freaking good. And like, I'll see your videos sometimes and I'll, I'll think like, damn, man, like Pierre's just on a different level. Like for me, you're like what I would want to be as a creator, you mm-hmm. know? Like inc- you're so versatile, right? And it's like, and being able to just do things on the go mm-hmm. and just be more spontaneous would make would make it my job easier on me too. Yeah. But so like I feel so a lot of the times I avoid other creators' videos because I compare myself or, or like I want so I wish I had this or that yeah. and then yeah so. Well, thank you for the compliment. First of all, I want to address that. Uh, I boy, I boy, sold you that, bro. You know that means you a, that means a lot. Beast. Um, especially because I admire your work too. So that that resonates um, or that touches me. The other part is I one hundred percent understand that comparing feeling. Uh, we all, I think we all have it. It's a natural behavior. I w- almost, I would say it's like, make sure your house is safe for the storm. So you check the neighbor's house. And if all the neighbors have worse houses, you're like, oh, it's okay. If a storm, mine will be fine. <laughs> 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 oh, it's like when you bike, you, you, I don't know if you've ever biked in Chicago, but when you're going to uh, park your bike and lock it, the one thing you want to make sure is that everyone else has worse locks than you. Because that means you will be the last to get picked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know those struggles. Um, so that's a funny thing. But that's funny. Yeah. You're not trying to find others to be worse, but I think it's inspiring in a way. But it also can loop into a bad spiral of like, oh no, you know, like they're better, blah blah blah. And and it's nice to see our chatter, you know, like the that that part of us that's like always denying what we have accomplished and what we're doing and like etc have you what's your relationship with social media and as a consumer for you have you did you follow that trend i can't remember when it was like a year ago two years ago where everyone was like delete hashtag delete apps or like phone with no apps i can't remember yeah yeah well i don't watch tv so youtube is usually my tv okay and i watch a lot of non-photography stuff as well you know um uh i'm big i watch a lot of tiktok as well and which I try to get off of because they know me, they know you so well, you know, the algorithm keeps me on there, but I, I do a lot of TikTok, a lot of, yeah, a lot of photography. Like I said, YouTube is my TV. Yeah. Uh, but I stay, I stay off Instagram a lot though, again, cause I get that feeling on Instagram. Cause the truth is, man, there are so many talented people out Absolutely. here dude, that, that don't get the recognition yeah. and because that, that they deserve and, 
or I feel like it's timing, you know, yeah. like, and I feel like there's so many creative people out here doing killing it, crushing it, man. It's like, it's best not just to, to see that because then I'm like, now I feel bad. You know, like now I start to compare to myself, you know, mm -hmm. so it, it is one of those things. I stay off Instagram. I go on YouTube for the most part, you know, can, can I but, switch gear and ask you a question? Uh, that's more on the personal side. What, how, up? how has your relationship or as a father if you can expand more on how many kids you have and stuff but changed since you left um the your previous job and and you turned into youtube how was it and what has it changed your relationship and how did your kids think about it? what did they think about that also how do they see you nowadays yeah it's a so, multi-sided question sorry <laughs> yeah no no so i mean so i have a stepson he's he's 20 now Mm -hmm. uh, he's 20 yeah yeah and then I, my, my daughter's nine um i can't say that i can't say that the relationship has changed or anything like that um i think my daughter thinks it's cool that but but she also says troll just like me like we can never like compliment each other all yeah. we do is just troll each other so she's like oh you get no you get no views or you know like you like yeah. troll like literally troll me but for the most part it none of that really matters like we don't talk about it we don't bring it up mm -hmm. we're just like um I think the only, the only part, the hard part is, is when, because when you're a creator, you're, or entrepreneur or creator, you're constantly, your brain is just going like this all the time. And I have, I have ADHD diagnosed with ADHD and my brain just, it's a rat wheel, just it's like this all the time. And so the, the hard part about this is that when you're with your kids, like when I'm with my daughter, sometimes it's hard to yeah. turn this off and actually be present hmm. and actually be there, you know, because being there being present with her but not actually being there it's, it's not it's almost like it doesn't count it's yeah it doesn't count you yeah. gotta you have to mentally be here yeah she knows the difference and so that's something that i've struggled for you know uh this past couple of years but i've gotten better, much better this year or 2022 i got much better with disconnecting nice was it cleaner for you when you had a job for the disconnection like you you're like home forget about work when i worked it was easier to yeah. be present but this whole entrepreneur thing again the avalanche mm. it just i just feel like i always have to be turned on or thinking about something yeah. it's hard to just not yeah it's hard yeah i know i noticed uh it was much easier to go on holiday when i when i was working uh for corporate than <laughs> than on my own now and yeah, i think that's... it's you and me we're both learning you know and and we're getting better at that but I, it's so strange you know it's like i would you would never give a second thought or you would just go off and you're like okay computer's off i'm done you know like see you tomorrow um but now it's like oh i'm getting a holiday should i should i make content off of this you know like sh should i like do a, a video because i feel like i wasted a trip without doing a video you know all the time so all the time man <laughs> that's 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 how yeah that's I try to stop my, I try, I try, I've been doing it. I've honestly been, it's been better. Mm -hmm. I, I tell my brain to, you know, cause again, she's growing up so fast. Dude, yeah. and it's like, I'm not trying to miss out on this. So that's, yeah. yeah. So it, it's hard to turn off your brain, but, um, yeah. I mean, at, you know, at the same time, what's funny is that everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, which yes. I love, you know, I love, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything, but that's one thing I do envy about the, the life of a nine to five. Yeah. You know, like the, like, like, let's just assume that someone actually likes their job. Yeah. Like being able to actually disconnect, right? And clock out, actually clock out, you know, yes. and not have to do all the back end taxes, all the logistics stuff. 
that goes with being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? That job don't that's that sounds pretty sweet to me sometimes. Yeah. You know? But then again, but then, you know, of course, that's not how I'm wired anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, I know. It's like we I think I we would can't. last one not even a week in, in an office. Yeah. Would be yeah. like, Why are you telling me what to do? <laughs> yeah. No yeah, right. Right. <laughs> no, I don't feel like it today, so sorry. <laughs> nope. No, yeah, I, I can't do it, but I couldn't do it, but at times I'm like, man, I wish it sounds it sounds so nice to be able to to disconnect and I feel that 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 pressure of the avalanche, you know. Mm. So, yeah. That yeah, the, that pressure. I, I think you only gotta be in the game to to start feeling it, honestly. And have you noticed how many more channels there is on photography? You know, over the years. Yeah, well, there's a whole bunch, man. What do you think everyone does? What do you think everyone's mistake is when they're starting? And or what does everyone get wrong while starting on YouTube? Yeah, that's that's a that's a hard one, right? Because I feel like some people make the mistake, and I, I've actually like mentored. So I'm gonna go off like this one guy that I mentored. He's a friend of yeah. mine, and he, he a very small channel, but he's tried and he's put a lot of effort and thought into it. So he tries to like, oh, it's almost like emulate, like everyone. I guess in your brain you have like what what it has to be or what my set has to look like. And mm-hmm. it's almost like you're going off of like, okay, so if I have a nice YouTube set and everything looks nice, I'll get followers. And the thing is that, the thing is that it's, it's not about, it's not about, it's not about that. because we're, everyone's desensitized and everyone has a nice yeah. camera. Everyone has a nice YouTube set. It's, it's about like how, how knowledgeable you are in a certain field. Right. So like my friend is not like a, like super knowledgeable, even in the one topic that he's talking about. And he he goes about it like, oh, everyone learn with me, you know. Like I'm gonna just try this. Yeah. The problem with YouTube is that people, unless you unless you have this ultra charismatic personality, people go to certain people for different things, mm-hmm. you know. And and if you're if you're really good and you're really knowledgeable in, in a specific topic, you know, that you have an advantage, yeah. you know. Um, but I think I, I think everyone goes in with thinking that it's. I can if I can look like a YouTuber, I can be one. Mm. If, if my set's nice, my lighting's right, everything's good here. No, you, you like you look like everyone else. You, so like, you have to stop. So I feel like people fall into the trap of trying to look like all of us. You know, yeah. look like all of you have to try to be different in your own way. You have to present in a different way. You have to try to be different and stand out. So that's true. And then I, I'll add to that. I've seen a, a pitfall that happens is following too much the audience and the algorithm which is let's say you have something that breaks out right and it's great you're gonna be like i'm gonna do more of this but suddenly you get like pinned down slowly more and more and more and you almost some even actors talk about that where you become a caricature 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 well i can't say it it's coming Copycat? out in french No, a Or caricature. It's coming out character. of French. Yeah, you're becoming the character that you're you're playing. You know, in the sense where, <clears throat> let's say, Manny, tomorrow you're like you throw a video and it's like really sticky and everyone's like 15 million views, but in that you were like really aggressive in your video. You know, and you're like whoa. Sony is terrible, Fuji is terrible, burn all the cameras, you make a fire in your studio and you burn them all. I don't know. But you, you get yeah, rewarded. Burn. Oh, wow, everyone's watching. 
And now, so the guy, the people will go and, and be like, okay, I got to do more of this, you know? And suddenly, next thing you know, the guy's like creating giant fires of cameras in the lakefront of Chicago. It's it's a bad example, but that I think you got the idea. And I think that's what a lot of people for me miss is, hey, it's an algorithm that's going to try to reinforce every single behavior that you're showing. So please... Be careful if that resonates with people and that's not you, that's not truly you, who you are. Don't, don't try not to follow the path, you know? Yeah. So basically chasing, chasing, uh, yeah. Just like, ch like just chasing the high, like yeah, just ch continue chasing the high. Yeah. And you can't, because, yeah. yeah. Because it's, you can't, if it's not sustainable, if it's not something that is sustainable, it's like, You know, I, I see what you, I see what you're saying. It's like um, you got to just. It's almost like you know, stay true to yourself. But you know, it's kind of it sounds cliche. Actually, let me say it in a different way. It's almost like um, um, you, yeah, okay, you got to you got to think the long game. Yeah. In a sense, in this because again, remember I told you it's the it's never ending. It, you have to think that if you're gonna be in this, you have to think the long game. Yeah. Unless, you know, you have a short plan or something. I don't know, but you have to think. <laughs> end game because the short game this does not work on youtube it does not work the short game manny just one last video and we're out let's make a million and we we leave yeah imagine that right right you know what i'm saying like yeah it doesn't work like that yeah one like one like <clears throat> one like bank heist and and we're out for real yeah for real right. imagine, Dude, just the last yeah. one <laughs> yeah bank heist i know that's like the opposite of what this is all about you know? yeah this is very 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 long term no i love that it's true and you got to think about your brand over the years or like or, or, or who you are and how you want people to know you even for me you know one of the pitfalls was like street photography right i love travel photography and like traveling sharing more etc i don't want to do just street photography i love underwater photography and you mentioned versatility but that's where i even got caught up at some point where i was like street 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 it's working you know it's great it works maybe it works for your business but at one point i'm like dude i want to i want to go shoot underwater i want to go shoot you know here i want to be in a heli whatever it is you know um yeah man and how do you weave that into it and again you could just think about it as a business and be like this business is only about street photography all the rest is going to be my passion projects and I, it doesn't go anywhere i don't know uh just like anything else just like anything if you start making money on it it starts to feel like a job eventually and i love taking portraits and on you know it's fun but of course just like anything else like when you start making money on it now and now it starts to feel like a job yeah and there's times that i don't want to do it you know there's some there's times i want to talk about something else but yeah you feel the price you know so and you might be providing for your family just to add another pressure <laughs> yeah dude you know um yeah. i want to be mindful with your time um Annie. yeah i gotta pick up my daughter soon yeah yeah um so let me just ask one last question here and we can go two routes so do you want to go towards a business route or a personal route we said business business or personal? oh yeah let's do business that's fine yeah okay let's do business. personal I, okay I, i talk too long that's the thing so businesses okay business what what would be the one thing you've learned uh through your youtube journey and as a photographer also that you see a lot of people get wrong when it comes to the business side 
of, of YouTube. Yeah, of YouTube and I'll extend it to creators in general because right now the other apps are right. very relevant too. Yeah, I mean, see that one right there, I could I, I could think of so many different things, right? But the, I think the most important one is one that is, is it's the, the, the first one is that don't sell out in the beginning, mm -hmm. right? Like thing is that, again, if you're in this sort of long game, don't don't start promoting bullshit products just because they're paying you, you know, it's your first paycheck. It's, mm -hmm. there are, everyone's going to be throwing you money. If they see value, they're going to throw you money. And don't sell out and don't promote crap that you actually don't like. Because, in, like, again, in tech, well, okay, I guess my, my, my advice is integrity is everything in this, in, this, in this industry. And it's like, if you just still and sell out for anything, people, people aren't going to really take your word. Mm-hmm. On, on when it actually matters, you know? And I feel like when people, when, when people feel like you're genuine and you're not trying to promote just anything to them, yeah. you know, you have their trust, you have people's trust, which is so important because now when like, you know, it, you, you need, you need, you need integ integrity needs to be very, very good. And your integrity will allow you to make more money in the long run. Mm. Cause when you sell products, when you have things, people know that you actually stand by this. Yeah, you know that's a good so, one. That to me, that's you know. Is there any? Um, oh, sorry, just a bonus. Is there a crunchy one? Is there any placement or anything you ever picked up that you kind of regretted or you had a really hard time saying yes to, but you still did? And well, I don't know. I I guess the what for me is I didn't. I I regret not not. I regret not selling products and courses when my channel was hot because mm. everyone, the channel can go up and down, like in terms of hotness, I feel like my time when my channel was, was kind of blowing up, I did not capitalize on that. Mm. I just made videos and collected revenue, ad revenue when I could have been finally making my portrait courses and I could have made so much more money and been not have to do any sponsors, you know, mm. through that time or going forward. I didn't capitalize on when, when you're, when you're building momentum, you got to capitalize on the momentum because the momentum doesn't last forever. It doesn't. It's true. So just like a TV show, like, like, a, like, a, you know, it only goes so many seasons and I feel like it can, it kind of, that kind of happens with viewers, you viewer fatigue, you know, yeah. and they stop clicking on your videos or they go, you know, they're not watching YouTube anymore. So, you know, you got to capitalize. That's interesting. If, if you want to make money. That's true. Yeah. I remember Casey Neistat saying exactly the same thing about merch. He's like, my biggest regret with YouTube is not dropping t-shirts when I was daily vlogging. <laughs> yeah. He's you like, see what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I regret not putting out presets way earlier. Yeah. Putting out support your courses because it would have made my life easier now. You know? That's what I tell everyone. Like, we, we have friends in common. Zero email list, nothing. And I'm like, dude, like, how are you surviving with this? You know, like, you're relying 100%. You're literally hanging from a branch that's cracking slowly. Yeah, and then which, which is which is I need to, I, I I'm I'm gonna expand pretty soon, you know. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, everyone, Manny, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thanks for sharing everything. Where do you want to send people off to? Do you want to direct them somewhere? Um, you could check out um Pierre's course. He did not pay me to say this. Um, I'm kidding. Oh, um, well, Manny Ortiz everywhere. Okay, you know, yeah, Manny, Manny Ortiz. Ortiz, YouTube, Instagram. And then you have a really cool uh, 
Is that called an umbrella? That's how well versed Beauty I am dish. in studio. Beauty dish. Uh, yeah, like that you modifier. partnered with the Westcott to create. Yes, and that sir. was really awesome. So everyone, yeah, many artists on social media. And sir. many, thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next one. All right, Have thanks, a beautiful buddy. day. Bye. Thanks, man. Later. Before you go, quick question. Would you like to receive twice a month for free my top five email? It's an email that I craft with love and passion in which I share what inspired me recently, books and film that had an impact on me, but also things I've been thinking about, gear, tips and photos that I absolutely love. If that resonates with you, if you want to peek into that universe, please join thousands of other readers. Sign up for free at ptl.fm forward slash top five. That's ptl.fm forward slash top5. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Remember, try something different, try something new.